0: Hi everybody and welcome to our first episode of 2021. Happy New Year. I hope that you had a rejuvenating New Year's Eve and took some time to do the ritual that I put out for you. If you missed that, go back and listen to Coach's Corner's episode. It's from a couple weeks ago. I did one on releasing 2020 and another one on really visualizing and manifesting 2021. And today's episode, I have a really amazing guest to talk about how we can continue to process 2020 and what 21 has in store for us. Remember that any time around the new year, really all of January, is a good time to do New Year ritual reflections. So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't do it December 31st and January 1st let that perfectionist go, trust in divine timing, and just maybe set a day on your calendar where you can spend some time doing these rituals. And my rituals are just suggestions. So don't feel like you have to do it exactly the way I instruct. Really use your own inner guidance, your own creativity, your own intuition. And if you like the structure I provide, then great. As you come into the new year, the new year is always an invitation to set some new habits. And one of the ways that I teach to set new habits, because when we throw in a lot of things, like I'm going to start exercising and meditating every day and eating organic only and all these other things that we tend to pile on in the beginning of the new year, it overwhelms us on both a conscious and unconscious level. And then by end of January, February, for sure March, most of our new year's quote unquote resolutions have fizzled. And so instead of piling on all the stuff you wanna do, I suggest you take on my 40 day stop, start, modify plan. And it's very, very simple. And I actually have a journal where you can do this. I'll give you the link to that in a second. You pick one thing to stop for 40 days, one thing to start for 40 days, and one thing to modify for 40 days. And I explain this all in my journal. And also in the journal is a daily to-do list. It's the way I do my to-do list, which is on one side of the paper, I write what I need to do. And on the other side of the paper, I, I write what I'd like the universe to take care of. So if you'd like to get a copy of the journal that gives you your daily to-do list and helps you do your stop, start, change plan, then just go to christinehaslercom 40-day-journal. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And the 40 is the numerals for zero. So christinehassler.com slash 40-day-journal. It's a fun little journal that you get, and you also get a free download of some meditations As well, when you buy the copy of the journal and it's something that's mailed to you, it's a hard copy. (laughs) The meditations are downloaded. Also, you may have heard me say that Steph and I finally have our breathwork and meditation series available to you. And we're discounting that $30 until January 15th with the promo code holiday in all caps. It's eight guided breathwork sessions with Steph, followed by eight guided meditations and visualizations with me. Each one has a theme releasing anxiety, feeling calm, letting go of anger, releasing loneliness, you can go to christinehasler.com slash breathwork, learn more about it, see all the tracks, and grab your series for $30 off with the promo code HOLIDAY until January 15th. And these are yours to keep forever. They're really, really powerful breathwork and meditation series. We put a lot of heart and intention into this, and I think that you're really going to benefit a lot from it. And even though there are only eight tracks, they're extensive, and you can keep coming back to them over and over and over again and have different experiences. So again, that's christinehaslercom breathwork, promo code HOLIDAY in all caps. Until January 15th, you get $30 off. Let me tell you a little bit about my guest today, Rebecca Tate. She is a dear, dear friend of mine and someone that I go to for intuitive guidance frequently. How we met is she was friends with one of my friends, and she also happened to listen to my podcast. She listened to my podcast when she was going through a challenging time, and she started getting intuitive information for me. So our mutual friend would pass it on to me. She's like, I have this friend back. She's psychic. Here's some things she said. And every time that she passed on information to me, it was really spot on and it was really, really helpful. Beck isn't the kind of psychic that's like, I see you in three months getting a new car or having this new person in your life. She's not a predictor. She really channels divine guidance and I call her an intuitive counselor because that's what she feels like to me. She really gets reassurance, incredible information, guidance, and does it in the most nurturing and loving way. So to make a story that's already getting long shorter, I said to our mutual friend, oh my gosh, everything she's saying is so spot on. Please just connect us. So we got connected probably about two years ago and have formed this incredible Soul sister friendship. She's come to my Hawaii retreat. She came to my spring retreat. She came out from Australia and helped me move into my house in March because she's also an incredible organizer. I mean, from Australia. (laughs) What a friend, right? And I'm really excited to share her with you today because we talk about how to really hold 2020 and what it was. Because I think a lot of us are kind of like, WTF 2020. <laughs> it was a big year and we all kind of make our interpretations of it. She has a really beautiful way of helping us process it and then speak into what's coming in 2021. And you'll notice she pauses a bit. The pace may be a little slower than traditional interviews that I do because this really isn't an interview because she's channeling. She's really in that meditative state and getting guidance for for all of us. And what I encourage you to do is really on this one, try to just sit still and listen. If you do well really tuning in when you're walking on your outside, that's fine too. I always feel that when we're Tuning in to a certain frequency, it's helpful to be still or in a slightly meditative state. And also remember that your intuition is your best compass. So if things that we're discussing feel true, honor that. And if things that are discussed don't feel true, honor that. I am never here to tell you what the truth is. My job is to offer you information and guidance and encourage you to come back to your own intuition. And I know that's something that Beck always encourages the people that she works with to do as well. So a little bit more about Beck. She is a gifted psychic who works to provide intuitive guidance to people that are stuck in various aspects of their life, both personally and professionally. She's had these gifts since she was a little girl in a session with her, is a very supportive experience and nothing to fear. In fact, she has a great sense of humor and it's often a lot of fun. And you'll see even in our talk today that spending time with her is like spending time with a friend you haven't spoken to in a long time. To find out more about working with Beck or just about her, go to justaskbeck.com and Beck is spelled B-E-C and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Before we dive in, how would you like more Harmony for 2021? Doesn't that sound good? How about Harmony in a cup? Well, you've probably heard me talk about one of my favorite superfood companies, Organifi. They have a lot of incredible superfood products. I've talked about Organifi Green and Red and Gold. Today, I'm going to talk about Harmony, which combines 12 superfood ingredients into a delicious And I can vouch for that cacao and chocolate flavored superfood blend that not only helps PMS symptoms like bloating, fatigue, and mood swings, but also promotes better balanced hormones. And it is a guilt free indulgence of delicious cacao. So, for the guys listening, this drink is for you too. It has way more benefits other than hormonal benefits, it has energizing and mood supporting adaptogens because it was formulated by an herbalist. A female herbalist for women with traditional herbs proven to support a healthy cycle, such as Chaseberry and Shadavari. After 30 days of consuming Harmony, you may see more cycle regulation, aid in PMS symptoms such as bloat, moodiness, and breast tenderness. And after just 15 days of consuming it, you'll have increased energy. And you can drink it all during the month. I mean, cacao is just, oh, it's just so good. Especially if you're trying to get off coffee. I really love switching to cacao because what coffee does is it it opens the capillaries and it gives you that sort of that rush. But coffee is a stimulant and it can really drain the adrenals where cacao opens those capillaries and it isn't a stimulant. So I encourage you to try it along with some other delicious Organifi products. And you get 20% off all Organifi products when you go to Organifi.com slash over it. And that's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash over it for 20% off. I love all their products. I have some kind of Organifi product every day. And especially in the winter, the Organifi Gold, the Harmony, all the warm drinks that you can drink are just so, so yummy. And like I said, guilt-free. So organifycom slash over it for 20% off. Use the promo code over it at checkout to make sure you get that 20% off. All right. And now on to my conversation with Beck. Beck, welcome to the show. One of my best friends in the whole world. I'm so happy to have you here. I am super excited to be here. Mm. And I know a lot about you but my audience doesn't. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about your journey, how you got to where you are, the, you know, short story, cause you have, your life could be a novel, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, one of the things that you do in the world is you're an intuitive coach and you have incredible insight. And that's something that's been with you a long time. And there's been times in your life where you turned that off, but now you're at the point where you're sharing that again and helping people and coaching people. And I think it's, it's always interesting for us to hear the backstory because sometimes we hear people and we're like, oh, wow, you're so lucky. And you must've always been that way. And your life is easy, but that is not the case. So give us a little of the backstory. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it, it is
1: something that I get questioned about a lot. Um, it's like, oh, when did you first discover your gifts? And, Um, how did you know? And for me, it's been with me since birth. It is something that I've had ever since I was a child. And for me, something that I always thought that everybody had and that being able to communicate with source, whether that, you know, for some people that is spirit guide, some people that's angels, some people that's fairies, some people that's Um, more um, that shamanic type of energy. Um, Everybody has a different connection to God. Um, And as a child, for me, that was such a natural state of being. And I grew up in a very suburban, suburban part of Australia. So my parents weren't religious. They weren't atheists. They were just sort of everyday average Aussies. Um, and I just thought this was just a natural part. And that's how I grew up. And it wasn't until I started traveling in my early 20s and I found myself in an Ireland and I was in Dublin of all places. And I connected in with the Druids Counts and the Celtic kind of world over there. And I discovered that, you know, all these beautiful people were coming in from all corners of the world to learn framework and practices on connecting in with Source and the Divine and and working really hard to, to do this. And I had a new appreciation of something that had just been with me and that's when I decided to come back to Australia and I travelled all up the east coast, teaching and spending a lot of time in rural communities and giving people access and and working with that 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 energy in teaching people how to connect in with the divine. And then that's when I, um, I met the father of my, my beautiful children, and that's when I decided to to hit the mute button and have a real human experience and experience motherhood, marriage, the whole gamut. And, so you literally um,
0: turned your gifts off. Yeah, you it turned, a, turned it off, couldn't yeah, hear the guidance yeah. anymore.
1: Well, it was like hitting the mute button on the TV. That's the best way that I can explain it. So I hit the mute button on the TV. And as we know, you can hit the mute button, but the picture still plays. And so what eventually sort of happened over time was the subtitles came on. And then, I guess the mute button broke after a while, and circumstances in my life, which we don't quite have enough time on this podcast to go into, <laughs> happened where my gifts needed to come come back up to come back. Yes, mm-hmm. they did, mm-hmm. and so they did. They did come back, um, and it was like a tap. And it sort of turned turned back on and then the flow started. Mm. And it's like the best way I could explain it is it's it is like a, a a tap that hasn't been turned on for a while and it sort of comes back as a bit creaky and uh, then the then the flow starts and this beautiful clear water comes back out again. Mm.
0: And I know I've experienced your gifts, so I kind of know what they're like. So just for people listening, because we're going to talk about the world and what 2020 Mm. was and what we're stepping Mm -hmm. into 2021. And Beck's really going to support you in processing and understanding from a spiritual or you could even say psychic perspective uh, Mm. what happened in 2020 and then what's ahead. She's not a predictor. She doesn't have a crystal ball. She's just very tapped into divine. And I always – and you guys have heard me talk about this. I'm always – wary of so-called psychics or any intuitives. And I can tell if someone's really tapping into like Christ consciousness, highest divine energy, versus sort of just reading on other levels. And, you know, I know you Beck are someone that really taps into high level. And you combine your your insight with just being a really amazing just natural counselor, which is beautiful, because you don't just throw information at people, you actually tell them how to process it. <laughs> But I'd love for you to share when you say your insight, when you say your intuition, when you say that that channel from the divine. Does that mean you hear things? Does that mean you see things? What is that experience like, so people can wrap their head around it?
1: Uh, that's a that's a great question. It is. It comes from, I guess, if you're going, to, if we were to put labels on it, it's like a, a feeling, like a clear sentiency. It can come through a feeling through my entire body. Uh, depending on how I'm tapping in. So if I'm tapping into something on a big scale, then it's very much coming through on a, a very strong, like a feeling of sentiency. If I am doing something very specific for somebody, it can be more like channeling down something very specific. So it can come through as in direct communication um as in like not hearing voices in your head because that would be like schizophrenia but more in a very clear communication channel so it would be in words um and as you've experienced with me before what often comes through is analogies and those analogies that will come through for if i'm getting guidance for someone in an analogy that really speaks to that person. So if I was to give you an example, I was guiding somebody through a um, complex uh, emotional trigger um, quite recently and an analogy came through and it was very specific to something that happened to their childhood, something that I wouldn't know about but It was the analogy, and they won't mind me sharing this because there's nothing identifying them, but the analogy came through in regards to a particular reality TV show. And I said, oh, look, the guidance that's coming through is it's like X, Y, Z on this reality TV show and how they dealt with this. And that really spoke to that person. That person could identify the guidance that came through for that. Now, that made absolutely no sense to me but really resonated with that person. So that person knew what that meant. So the guidance that I often get through comes through analogies, will come through in I will see something, like it's a movie and being shown like on a projector screen and often I wish I had a projector screen that I could show show the person that I'm working with what I'm seeing uh, and that's that's how it comes through in regards to when I'm connecting into source that's how it's shown uh, so it comes through depending on what I'm working with and who I'm working mm-hmm. with if I'm working with a highly visual person it'll often come through in visuals if I'm working through, um, something with someone who is a very high empath, who's a big feeler, who feels things on a very, very deep level, then information will come through me very much in that clear sentient, that feeling mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. If, if it's somebody who likes to talk things out, it'll come through in words. So I it feel comes like I'm through all of those. in the medium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it depends on the situation. So yeah. I don't think I gave, I gave a very, very long winded answer to that, but it comes through in different channels, depending on the, the, situation, the situation and depending on the the person that I'm working with. And yeah. that's what's it's so very perfect. tailored, very it, bespoke.
0: Yes. very yeah. bespoke. And that's why <laughs> I, I so resonate with you and your work is because it's not a one size fits all, because I think sometimes people no. have gotten guidance from someone who may, who may call themselves a psychic mm. and it's just delivered harshly and it can actually hurt someone to get certain information or to be told something a certain way. And you just are so loving and gentle and grounded in your guidance and and really just confirm what people already know or give a caution that, you know, is usually people's awareness anyway, or give that reassurance and also can just have a deeper perspective as to why things are happening, which brings Mm -hmm. me to One of the things that I really wanted to have you on the show to talk about, you know, this is the first episode of 2021. We Mm. ended 2020, and everybody's like, "Oh, phew, 2020 is (laughs) over." But I intuitively have been feeling, and you've confirmed it, that we're not like we're not done. There, it's not like 2021 is going to be a piece of cake. I think 2020 was just so shocking. So. Let's start with WTF 2020. Like what <laughs> what happened this year? Uh yeah. and then we'll move on to the next.
1: The, yeah, there there is this there is this belief that when a week finishes or a day finishes or a month finishes or a year finishes that something ends and something new begins. And there's this finality. Um and this is a, a human condition that we, we put on things that's like, okay, new year's date. It's this new year, new me. Um, and it's such a limiting belief that we put on ourselves. Great change and, and shifts and transitions. We can start something new at any time. We can literally start a new way of eating, a new diet, a new course, a new relationship. We can start that in the middle of the day. We don't have to start it on a Monday. We don't have to start it on an eclipse. We don't have to wait until a new month. There is this human condition we put on ourselves that it has, you know, we we, we just put this on ourselves. And I want to give all your listeners full permission That you don't have to put that pressure on yourselves. 2020 was the year that the world got tipped upside down. We all got to stay in our pajamas and stay at home. And it just totally flipped everything from schooling, from work, from health, from finances
0: to feeling safe in the world. Like it 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 just
1: brought mm -hmm. fear to the forefront. Yep. Massively. It really did.
0: And paranoia is beyond just fear. Oh yeah, definitely. And Um, that's not me downplaying COVID at all. It's just, no, it's fear has gone to extremes for people that, I mean, that we can see it in the medication prescriptions, the level of anxiety and depression and suicide and all Mm -hmm. these things, like people really haven't been able to, to manage both the fear and anxiety and the fallout of everything shutting down. Yep.
1: And, and that's one of the big things that I really want to speak about for the theme that I ask people to really look at for 2021 is to find their truth through the trauma. And and that's what it is, is that through the the mist of the the fear and the paranoia is where is the truth? And it's about your truth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because when you find your truth, it's like the headlights in the fog. Because mm-hmm. this fear, it really is a fog. And it clouds so much. And then when once you find your own truth it clears so much and you're able to get clarity amongst the uncertainty. Mm
0: -hmm. Because I, I know my audience is going to be like, okay, that sounds Mm -hmm. good, but how do I find my truth? I'm so confused. There's so much conflicting Mm -hmm. information. I'm more stressed out than ever before. Uh, How do I find my truth? Yeah. Yeah. And this is,
1: this is the, this is the, easy but tough part. So 2020 was pretty much, if you look at it, like a suitcase and it just, all the contents just got picked up and thrown all over the ground. And it was, everyone was just kind of in shock in the beginning and then fear everything was sort of scrambling all over the place. And it was one of those moments where if you had the ability to, you know, everyone went through different phases. Some people were just like totally paralyzed. Other people were frantically just trying to grab everything. Other people just were like, I just need to just sit back and just see what's going to happen. Um, other people just went to try and help other people put stuff back. Everybody just went into different phases and there was no right or wrong. Everybody just went into their own survival mode. And 2021 isn't going to be as chaotic. Thank it God. It is going to be <laughs> yeah, it is going to be a lot lot smoother. And it is going to be steep at parts, but what I will say is anyone who was hyped will understand this that when you go up a steep incline, you're puffing right? it's hard work
0: except for Steph who can just climb up a mountain uh, like it's no big he's deal just
1: a, he's just a mountain goat that guy <laughs> <laughs> but those, those of us that um uh you know regular human being right uh, you know hiking's a bit of a you know and it's it, it gets a bit scary because you know some of the rocks are a bit crumbly underneath our feet and that and it's a bit of a hike but it's a lot easier with a couple of things the lighter we are the lighter our backpack, I'll come back to the backpack in a minute, and the more hydrated we are, right? And what's the best thing about a hike is the view and the little stops you do along the way, and that's 2021. So the best part is the view and the, the rest spots as you go along the way, and there's going to be lots of um, – Plateaus with mm. 2021, where 2020 didn't have that. It was just like the momentum of Knox. It just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but though that momentum of Knox was kind of like a demolition roll, it just kept rolling and, and clearing the path for, mm. for 2021 and 2022 to, to come. But I'm not going to go that that far down. We're going to focus on 2021. So I'm going to go back to the to the the backpack now. So we all we all have a trauma backpack. And the lighter that is, the more work we do on our and, I'm, and you've got really educated listeners and even those that are new to your to your podcast are, are pretty familiar with with trauma and shadow work. Um, and we all have our shadow sides. So that's that part of ourselves that that is a little bit darker um, that that's experienced hurt, that it has experienced pain, that leaves that wounding the more work that we do in acknowledging that part of ourselves and healing that part and really listening to that part of ourselves, the more work that we do in acknowledging that, that shame, that guilt and really owning that stuff, the lighter that backpack gets and the easier those hikes get, mm. Mm. easier that steep part gets. So the more work that we can go and go, you know what, that part of me that's that I find ugly, you know, the part of me that I hide away or that part of me that's quite passive aggressive or that part of me that doesn't really want to own that or whatever it is, we all have that. That makes us complete, right, the, the, that, that yin and that yang part of it. But the light light of that backpack is, the hike is.
0: Mm, mm.
1: The, the hydration part is the light side of us, the part that fills us up, the part that lights us up the playful side of us, the part that, you know, we connect in with people. The The part part that's been super dehydrated this year. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The part that, the part that, you know, that that self-care and it's self, self self-care isn't, you know, bubble bumps and face masks and mani-pedis are great, but what is it that really, really lights you up? And for me, you know, connecting in with friends really, really lights me up. And as you know, like most of my friends are in the US, and I'm based in in downtown Sydney, so it's 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 for me been a, a tough year because you know, I'm grounded grounded here in Oz, which is which is lovely. But I have have missed coming over, so it's it is still finding different ways to 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 connect in, mm. um and and doing those different different things to to bring myself joy. So it, it's making sure you're you're hydrated there. And another way is making sure you feel safe. Now, when there's a lot of uncertainty, and I put my hand here up as a recovering overthinker, I am definitely one of those human beings, particularly when I was, you know, in the human experience, wowzers. If there was a way that I could overthink something, (laughs) I tell you what, I took the Gold medal for overthinking. Whew. Mm. I could, I could definitely make an Olympic sport out of overthinking. Um, and the when I've sought guidance when I was coming in, you know, I was in the recovery program. I would call it spiritual recovery program for overthinking. Uh, and it's something that that definitely when we're sitting with a, a global pandemic and. We're isolated and we're, we're dealing with confinement and all of those things, of course, that's going to come up. Um, the best way to deal with overthinking is to overwhelm it with certainty. Mm. And you may not have control over where, you know, what's going to happen in your external world. But what you do is you find where in your life you do have control, where you do have certainty and you overwhelm the uncertainty with the certainty and it's like an antidote to that.
0: Mm, mm.
1: And those tools are very beneficial to lighten your backpack and hydrate you so those steep parts of the hike get you to the enjoyable part. Of the plateaus mm. and the views for 2021,
0: and so you enjoy the hike along the way, you know. And yeah, I've yeah. been talking since March about, and my listeners are like, "Oh my gosh, he's a broken record." How <laughs> this everything with with the pandemic and everything that happened and mm. was illuminated after the George Floyd murder, murder, everything mm. has just brought up so much uncertainty, and in uncertainty there's a massive mm. opportunity for healing because it's in uncertainty that our deepest childhood wounds get triggered. When everything's going along yeah. fine, we can mm. ignore, deny. We don't have to think about it too much. But when there's uncertainty, yep. because most of our wounding happened in a time when things were okay and then they weren't. Like that's mm-hmm. if you could sum up, be it abuse or abandonment or anything, teasing, bullying, moving, parents getting divorced, uncertainty's at the root. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you're, the rug got pulled out from under you. So it's, it's been, I'm like, wow, even though everybody's like 2020 is awful. And there's so many memes Mm. out there about, you know, how much 2020 sucks. Um, like I saw one, it was a coffee mug and it's like, here's the coffee mug of 2020. And it was uh, shaped like a cat. And when you drink the mug, the ears of the cat poke you in the eye. So just like Mm. things like that, that are just making fun of this year. And I've always been like, well, you know, if we're really trying to shift mass consciousness, then having something that triggers all this uncertainty and illuminates a lot of the shadow of the world, right? Because we're really seeing the shadows of our healthcare system, the shadows of racial mm. injustice, the shadows of our government, the shadows of politicians. And mm. it's it's holding a big mirror for us to look at our own shadows. So I'm glad you brought up the backpack because that's what I've been advocating and encouraging everybody is turn off the news Yeah. Do your social distancing and wear your mask and all those things, but do your inner work. If you just sit home and isolate and think that you just have to ride this pandemic through, then you're kind of missing a big opportunity to really up level.
1: It's not about riding this out because there is no out. The world has (laughs) changed. The world has changed and it's changed for the better. So this isn't something that you can wait out or outrun you cannot outrun your shadow. Mm. That's right. And people are actually really good with change. People are not good with uncertainty. And even when people think they're not good with change, they you, know, you um, change the interior uh, decorations of a house, and someone comes in and gets a bit of a shocked, They're just not okay with the uncertainty of how they're going to live in that space it's not so much the the change and something that i've witnessed for for many many years and when people feel safe with change they they're okay but this pandemic is not going away like i've been asked oh when's it going to be over it's not going to be over it is just going to be something that we adjust to just as there's certain things that have never been eradicated. We just have learned to adjust. So it's amazing how, um, we have adjusted to wearing seatbelts in cars. You, uh, road fatalities haven't gone away, but we all know to wear a seatbelt in a car when we get, get into a car. Um, there are just things that we do now as a part of our everyday life and being that we live in a world now where we have global travel we have there's just I guess there's just so many different things we have now that we didn't have eons ago and our world is constantly evolving then a virus of this nature is a um, product of that, that evolution on both a you know, sort of a ethereal level as, as well as a technology level, like a, just as our growth as a human race.
0: So and, let me just mm. ask you this. Do you think, because I, I hear you, I, I agree mm. that things aren't going to go back to normal. <laughs> like they're not going to go back. We just, it's sort yeah. of like when someone goes and really dives into personal development, if they really dive in and go deep, they never turn back. Because you've, you've seen too much, yep. you know too much. Yep. You can't brush it under the rug anymore. Once you lift up that rug, mm. and you see what's there, you you just yep. you can't push it down anymore. And yeah, so it's like
1: uh, Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz right. when she looks behind the right. curtain. Exactly, you know who
0: the Wizard is. Exactly, yeah. we've seen that we have pulled the curtain. So when yep. you say we're going to adapt. I know people may be thinking, okay, but will we be able to travel again? Will there be concerts again? Will we all have to get vaccines in order yeah. to go anywhere? I mean, I think these are a lot of the practical questions that people are like, yeah. okay, I'm cool yeah, with adapting, but like, what exactly is that going to require?
1: Well, I think it's simple things of respecting people's space. This is, this is one of the huge benefits that I see. And as, a, as an empath, one of the things I have always struggled with is people coming into my personal space. And it's one of the things I have really, really loved is about the the physical distancing is now I feel very safe going out and people not coming into my space. So that is something that I have greatly appreciated about this is that mm. you pe- people give me space now and are invited in rather than just taking liberties. So that, that's something that I have appreciated about just on a personal level, um, as a, a, as, as an empath. So there's a, and I just speak from personal experience there and I've I've noticed a lot of other empaths have really, really appreciated that. So I think there's just a couple of normalities there. Um, I've also spoken to, um, you know, other people that, um, you know, have an earthly experience of, um, you know, some health challenges and they have got through, you know, this entire year without, um, having, you know, a cold or flu because, you know, people are washing their hands more and taking responsibility and, you know, taking a lot more responsibility for their health. So there's, there's also a a lot more self-care is now a priority, not, not a luxury. There's a, there's, there's, some, uh, there's some adapting here that's, that's happening on the, the, the beneficial as well. So there's some positive adapting as well as I hear that there's some fear-based adapting with, you know, enforced vaccines and, and that, and that's, that's where at the moment there's, there's that shadow and light side going on.
0: Well, yeah. And also a lot of people aren't, aren't doing the self-care. They may be wearing masks no. when they go out, but they're drinking more or watching more yes. TV. And yes. they don't have the coping mechanism, so that's no. that's the thing that concerns no. me deeply as well. Exactly.
1: and that's that's why it's really important for those of us that are aware to be working on our backpacks, because the more of us that can do that, the more of us that can hold space, the more of us that can set that example, the more of us that can have the ability to see the truth through the trauma then we can work on creating the shift as best that we can and mm-hmm. really maximising this opportunity that we've been given so that we can take as much of this load, of this fear-based load that it's existing and pull that back as much as we can. And that's what mm-hmm. I wake up with intent as mm-hmm. much as I can because I do, like I'm on I'm on social media and I see the, the, the heavy stuff. I really do and I go, okay, I see that. And my heart goes, Ugh. yeah. And I feel it like I'm, as you know, I'm a high impact, and I feel it in my body. And I go, okay, what can I personally do about this right now, right? Because it's when you, it's it's that that cliche. You 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 know, you act locally to impact globally, and to pull that pull that back. Because mm. if I'm taking responsibility for my own addictions and my own low vibrational stuff then it's a ripple effect it is a huge effect because if everybody if everybody did that could you imagine the impact that has globally now yeah. not everybody is doing that
0: no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and not, and everybody, not everybody, everybody is, doing is capable that. you know i think no. that no everybody listening to this show is capable because you have yes. the awareness you've gotten yourself here you've gotten this far in the episode yeah you're absolutely, absolutely. capable of shifting. And that is just like a virus is contagious. So is consciousness. And as more and more people shift, like you and I couldn't be having this conversation about psychic gifts 20, definitely not 50 years ago on a public platform. And now we can, because enough people have started to learn and grow. And so I love that you said that because that's something everybody can think, you know, what can I do? You can hydrate and empty your backpack. And, yeah. and shift into consciousness and shift out of fear as much as possible. And I, I interrupted yeah. you when you're about to talk about the vaccine fear and, you know, cause I know a lot of people, myself included may not be anti-vax, mm. however, want the freedom to choose what we put in our body. I mean, I'm yeah. careful about what I eat and yeah. what things are cooked with and all that kind of stuff and um, have concerns about how fast this went and things like that. And I, mm. I just want the choice. As a sovereign being, yeah. I just really want the choice. And so, what do we do with some of that fear of like losing our sovereignty, losing our freedoms, and almost fearing that we're going to be forced into things?
1: Yeah, it's a that that fear is such a, a, a it's such a real fear as well, and it is it is one that goes back eons and look, I'm stepping into real woo-woo land here because I'm going to discuss stuff that may um, rub up against some of your listeners because it is you know, one of those things where that, this, is, this is an ancestral fear as well um, that, that comes back from many, many past lives and it comes back from having our liberties taken away from us and it's tough. It's it's really tough when this fear comes up. However, what I am guided to say around this is when this fear comes up is to draw back on all those times in your life where you have had freedom. Think of all the times in your life where you've had the freedom of choice. Even if it was when you were a child and your mom said to you, do you want pasta or lasagna for dinner? Do you want, like, just go back to every time you had choice because where energy goes, energy flows. And I know that just sounds so simplistic, but the most simple of solutions is the antidote to the most complex of problems. And that is the guidance that I'm getting around
0: this. So it's almost like we're generating that feeling of freedom that's yes. what we broadcast. Energy is a real thing. So we're transmitting and broadcasting to the universe, yeah. freedom, yeah. freedom, freedom. So instead freedom. of getting angry and reacting, yeah. which is a restrictive yeah. energy, we can really Very think about that freedom and just keep yeah. transmitting that vibration. That vibration. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we're more likely to remain free hundred percent likely to remain
1: free because that's what you're putting out there. And, mm. and you have seen that work so many times, and mm. you know, the, the work that I do in, in that, that area as well. Mm. But just basically it, when you feel that fear over that particular topic, and this works on any of these topics, if you, if, 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 to the listeners out there that are listening to this podcast, if you've got a fear, just say you've got a fear over you know, how you, you know, you, you choice over, you know, is it going to be, uh, you know, so a rental car registration or if it's going to be like whatever that fear is coming up, particularly around choice, go back to every memory that you have where you had choice
0: mm.
1: and that's what you focus on. Mm. And it's that. amazing how your energy shifts and when you shift it, that quickly and if you are struggling to find something it's okay um just if you can just the the whole part is if just change the channel Mm. right you just change the channel and how different ways that you can change the channel is um one of the quick ones I I was guided to use when I was struggling with something um, was to count 17 and I know that sounds really ridiculous but counting to five counting to 10 you can do on automatic pilot so you actually still keep thinking about you're still kind of like a dog with a bone you still keep holding on to that that fear but when you have to count to 17 you really have to concentrate on the number because it's not 10 it's not 20 it's not five you've really got to concentrate on it um another time my human self was really struggling with something i couldn't let go of a fear and um I was guided to just go into my wardrobe and just change my shirt and just the thought of having to decide on well, what shirt, like, what am I, what what am I wearing? That, that process got me, um, and got my physical body moving to get me out of that. Then I was able to find thoughts of, Mm. you know, to bring myself back into alignment there to change the vibration. Mm. So they're, they're good tools, but going back to 2021 and about this big, Big fear, global collective fear over you know, being forced vaccine, grabbing hold of thoughts of where you have freedom of choice in your life now, where you had it as a child, where you had it as an adolescent, wherever you've had it, just, just broadcast that out and you'll be surprised mm. what
0: happens. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to shift gears here and, and bring up a challenging question because I know you can... I know you like challenging questions and are well-equipped for them. For the people that have lost loved ones to COVID, I cannot imagine the level of grief that they're feeling. And it must feel especially difficult because there may be even, wow, this could have been prevented. Like if it wasn't for this pandemic, it could have been prevented. My loved one was taken too soon. And... I'd love for you to give us both that human compassion and reassurance that you're so good at Mm. and any spiritual perspective on, you know, the people who have died from this particular virus, Mm. any spiritual insight onto, you know, why? Because I think that's a question when we're grieving, we ask a lot. Why, why, why?
1: Yeah. It is a challenging, a challenging time because People aren't allowed to go through their normal grief process because of the COVID restrictions around funerals, around even going into a hospital with a loved one and the restrictions around that, which make this even more difficult for those that are living. Um, excuse my throat, as you can hear, it is closing up a little bit. And as you know, from working with me when this happens, um, it's when I'm tapping into people's grief, it does close up. So excuse the the human body doing what it does. What I am going to talk about around this subject is a little on the spiritual side of life and death and to give people some insight on that. And then I'll circle back in regards to the COVID element. So my understanding from working with spirit, divine, universal energy, whatever resonates with you, angelic realms, is that we decide who our parents are. We decide when we're entering this earth and we have different exit points and we choose when those exit points are. So, it's not quite set in stone between when we come come down or come you enter the earthly realm, but that there, there's a few exit points that we have. Now some souls decide on a very set exit point, but from my understanding, there are some of us that sort of go, oh depending on what lessons. I've learned, or depending like all what I'm taking on, you know, I might decide, think of it as a job. Depending if I finish this project, I decide to to retire a bit early, or or I might stay a bit longer, or I might do this if this soul does this. There's there's a couple of exit points there. Or there might be some soul contracts or or different things. There's a few spinning plates involved. So there is some larger, con- like, soul contractual work at play. And that's very, very difficult to understand when we're here as human beings having a human experience and we're in our earthly bodies and we are having to say, excuse again my throat's cracking up here and we're having to let go of somebody that we deeply love and we are not ready to say goodbye especially when saying goodbye involves the income you know the incompetency of someone else if that's a drunk driver if that's the incompetency of you know a medical practitioner if that's the incompetency of a government, you know, letting a ridiculous virus into a, you know, into a country without proper border control or whatever it is, it is very difficult to accept the bigger spiritual picture at play. Particularly if that is somebody that we love who is in the vibrancy of their life. It is very, very challenging and to just sit there and accept that would effectively be spiritually bypassing and I don't think that that would be very healthy for anybody's um, human experience. So even though that's a spiritual explanation, It's not necessarily comforting to those that are going through that grief. What I can say is that when souls do cross over, it is met with so much love and that soul is really well taken care of. And to the person that is left behind that is grieving, that soul does not leave that person. They make sure that they are there in an energetic level and that person that is grieving is energetically confident until that person here on earth is okay. And if that person is not okay, then that soul that has had to cross over will sit with them in silence Mm. as long as that person needs, so that they are never alone with their grief, Mm. as lonely as they feel with that grief here on the earth. They're never alone mm. with that grief in spirit.
0: Mm. Now you got me crying. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I know it's that. It's a very, very tough one. Mm. I, I can't imagine anything harder than losing a loved one. I mean, the closest mm. person that I've lost was Mona, my first teacher and coach. I've been blessed mm. um that my parents are still here and you know a lot of fears come up. I mean, you know, I've reached mm. out to you and I have the fear and guilt about seeing them and worry and concern and just thank yeah. you for that. There's your your compassion and your calming words for people who who lost people because I think that they're feeling mm. isolated alone. My my grandfather was a funeral director, so I grew up around funerals. Mm. And I saw that, that rite of passage. I saw the ritual and I saw the ceremony. And when I do get angry about how this is being handled, those are the things I get angry about. People not Mm. being able to hold a loved one's hand when they're dying. People not being able to have a funeral. People not being able to be at the birth of their child. Things like that, that are just such, just human connections mm. and rituals and rites of passages yep. that we need. That's that's the part. So for those of us that do find ourselves getting really angry mm. at all of this, both that it's happening and maybe how it's being handled or how other people are reacting or angry at the people that are saying it's a hoax, there's just a lot of anger. How do we there do? <laughs> what should yeah, we do with all that it, anger?
1: It's it's really interesting because because I've got a different perspective. I was in ER last, uh, the emergency room last uh, week and a woman was rushed in uh, with an emergency birthing situation and she could only have like one person with her. And what was amazing was how all of her ancestral guides were just all around her and it was like she had this, like tribe around her and so it's as if the spiritual realm have stepped up where the earthly realm have had to step back so it's interesting it's like we've been called to Mm. use a different part of ourselves now and that's why there has been this step back so another Mm. part of ourselves has to connect in and I um her husband got asked to step back and the last thing she said was, I'm not alone. Mm. 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 And she knew and um, it was this really interesting connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yes, it was, it's, it it is tough. It's tough because we are human beings having human experience. Yeah. Um, And it's, it is, it is really, really tough. Um, when we don't have these Mm. rites of passage Mm. and we're having to develop different ways of doing things. And we're being asked to, to find different ways to connect and we're being asked to find different ways to celebrate, to grieve, to acknowledge, to commit, to do all different things. Mm. Um, but that's a part of evolution and transition.
0: Yeah. Ugh, oh, it really sucks sometimes back.
1: A, <laughs> it does, but there's also a beauty in that as well.
0: Oh, I know. I know. And you I always remind me. I'm to, like, no, right now it sucks. Oh, let me let it. I need to have my moment.
1: Not, I know. I, um, I, I hear you on that and I don't mean to sugarcoat it, but this is the, this, this is like your, it's great. Cause you're voicing the, the hike and i'm voicing the view.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. that's this is what it's 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 great for the listeners to hear because you have to go through all of these experiences to have the complete picture. Yeah. yeah. And it's important for people to feel anger, to feel frustration, to feel grief mm. because for you to be complete all emotions need to be experienced and felt mm-hmm. because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not complete. Right. That's right. A rainbow needs all of its colors.
0: Oh yes, it does. But don't we just, sometimes I just want, pur- pur- I just want purple and not all the rest of the colors. <laughs> oh, well, as we started to wrap up here, my friend, um, before I yes. have you share where people can find, where people can find you and how they can work mm-hmm. with you. Any final things coming through that as people most people listen to this relatively after it drops. So you know, we're kind of mm. still in the new year of 2021 when people are listening. Just anything yeah. that's coming through, especially for for this audience in terms of what to really focus on this year, like what's most important?
1: Definitely for me, the the when I was uh tapping into when I sat with Source before the
0: five.
1: When I sat with Source for the podcast, the message that I got for your listeners was finding their truth through the trauma. And that's going into 21. 2020 was all trauma. It was a highly traumatized year. It brought everybody's trauma triggers up. It was a year of trauma. 2021 is all about being in your truth. And it's about being in your truth and finding what that is, speaking your truth, living your truth, owning your truth. It's the T word. And that is what the intent and the focus Mm. is all about.
0: I love that. I love that. And people may be saying again, like question I asked earlier, but how do I know the truth? How do I find my truth? That's the, that's the experiment. That's the opportunity is Mm -hmm. you get to discover that. So you're not going to find it on the news. (laughs) You're not going to find it on Instagram I think it, we're really being asked to go within and really and find our own truth, and yeah. let ourselves have ease and grace. You know, like you said, Beck, this was a traumatizing year. So, mm. give yourself grace and space and time, yeah. and don't put all this pressure on yourself to to slam or slay 2021. I'm I'm expecting yep. all those memes. You know, 2020 was shit. Mm. Let's slay 2021. Oy mm. vey. <laughs> Let's yeah. not, let's just take it one day at a time. And as you said, find that yeah. truth through trauma. And
1: the other thing is like, I started the podcast with, and I'll end it on as well. You can decide to be whoever, like whatever you can, you can decide to speak your truth, live your truth, do your truth on any time, any date. It doesn't have to be a Monday. doesn't have to be a solstice. It doesn't have to be a new month. It right. can be at one o five p.m. in the day on any given day of the week or month. Yeah, yeah, you can do that
0: whenever it. It is a magical time whenever you do it. Mm, I love that. Ah, oh, Beck, tell people where they can connect with you. I know you do readings and packages with people, and I can't mm. say enough about working with Beck. Everybody, she's incredible, and like I said, she <laughs> has this amazing insight, but also this motherly teacher, super nurturing counselor part of her. like it, It's its just a beautiful combination of, of insight and intuition and spiritual guidance and also practical, loving advice and doesn't just like the and give you a bunch of stuff. And then you're like, well, what do I do with all this? She really is with you every step of the way and is one of those people I can reach out to and like you're, you're so accessible to, to the people that you work with, which I really appreciate. I mean, I know I'm kind of yeah. special cause I'm a friend. I like being <laughs> special in your life. <laughs> no, I, um, but I know from people that work with you that you really just hold such a beautiful container.
1: Thank you. I do feel guided to say if there are people that, um, are on the, that are listening that do want to reach out, then please do reach out for support. I'm more than happy to, to, to help any of your listeners yes where you can find me is the website is justaspect.com and the insta
0: handle is the same justaspect you have a great instagram page too i love it (laughs) oh thank you my friend thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insight and your love i just appreciate you so much my pleasure